Good morning, New York Mets and Major League Baseball fans. You are listening to an all-new edition of the Metropolitan Report. I am Alfred Parsar Jr., and today is Monday, June 21st, 2021. And here on this podcast, we talk about any and everything New York Mets. And on today's program, we're going to review the last couple of Met games, the Washington Nationals four-game series. We're going to preview the upcoming homestand. Uh, where the Mets play four games in three days against the Atlanta Braves. We're going to talk about things that we saw that we liked, that we didn't like, and we're going to go over a bunch of other stuff. So uh, the first thing on the program, uh, coming into today, which again is Monday, the New York Mets are still first in the National League East, a position in the standings that they have held for the last six weeks. Uh, They come into today with 36 wins, 29 losses, which is good for a win percentage of 55%. Uh, however, they are 5-5 five and five in their last 10, and they are currently on a two-game losing streak. In second in the National League East is the Philadelphia Phillies. They are 34-35. and 35. Uh, They are four games behind the Mets. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, who the Mets play four times in the next three days, uh, they come in at 33-36. and 36. They are five games behind, tied with the Washington Nationals. And in the cellar, the Miami Marlins, at 31 wins, 40 losses. They are eight games behind the Mets. Uh, I'm going to be very honest. I did not like the lack of offense the Mets showed in this Washington series, even going back to Thursday, because the last edition of the Metropolitan Report was Thursday before the Cubs game. And even in the Cubs game, no offense. And you cannot maintain a first-place position in the standings with, with no offense. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen at the major league level. I don't care who you are. And I'm very stunned that out of four games against Washington, of course, Friday night, the doubleheader Saturday, and then uh, yesterday, the Mets only took one of four from Washington, which is which is not good at all. Uh, winning one of four games... You've, they've only the Mets have only won one of their last five, is a bit concerning. Um, they're very lucky to be in a mediocre National League East or the National League least, as I like to call the division. The Mets, the only team in the division over 500, but like Kevin Pillar said, uh, post game yesterday, I'd rather be four up in the division than four down. But but still, it's I, I I'm just I'm I'm just stunned that that the Mets can go to Washington, Washington, which is not a good team, even though lately they've been starting to turn it around with Josh Bell, Josh Harrison, Trey Turner, and, and Juan Soto, and, and yesterday's hero for Washington, Kyle Schwarber, and we'll get to that in a second, three home runs in the same game, he had a field day on the Mets pitching staff yesterday, but uh, this, this Mets team, uh, Thursday against Chicago, Marcus Stroman had a great start, uh, I can't take anything away from Marcus Stroman. Uh, that that was a tremendous effort, a quality start. He pitched seven innings, gave up uh, two runs on four hits, only walked one, struck out eight. Uh, the two runs coming off of the Javier Baez home run. Can't really do anything about that. Pitchers will give up runs unless you're DeGrom. Pitchers will give up runs. But the fact that the Mets couldn't even score a single run in that game, they lost the game 2-0. But uh, Marcus Stroman continues to look good. Um, the Mets have relied on one, two, and three in the rotation all year. Uh, Jacob deGrom, Marcus Stroman, and Taiwan Walker, which is also concerning because, um, and we'll get to Walker in a bit, but Stroman and Walker, two losses in the last couple of days. 
Uh, not good, not good at all. Uh, that the Mets offense uh, really, really uh, struggled in this in this Chicago game, and it's they only mustered two hits. The only players in the lineup that had hits were Billy McKinney and Jonathan VR. No noise from Lindor. No noise from Pete. No noise from from James McCann or Dom Smith. Your heavy hitters gotta gotta hit, man. Got to put the ball in play. Can't go down looking. It's and the Cubs again coming into that series with us last week. Yes, we did take three out of four. Uh, yes, we did prove that we can beat good teams. But you know the the Cubs coming into that series against us. You know they they were battling for first place. They came into that series on last Monday tied for first place in the NL Central with the Milwaukee Brewers. Then Friday, the Mets still can't score. Uh, they lose one nothing, And the Mets only mustered two hits again on Friday against the Nationals. Dom Smith and Luis Guillorme, that's it. And again, uh, Jonathan Villar had a hat trick. He struck out three times. Uh, Lindor, 0 for 4. Uh, Pete Alonso, 0 for 3. So, again, the, the big gun's not hitting. You're not going to win a game uh, with only two hits in the ball game. Uh, I can't even fault Edwin Diaz for that uh, bottom of the ninth. Uh, typically, and this is the thing about Edwin Diaz, and I, I love Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz having a much better season in his third year in Flushing uh, than he has in the previous two seasons. Edwin Diaz is the type of pitcher. He's a closer. You want to put him in a save situation. However... Edwin Diaz is not Edwin Diaz is not a pitcher you would want to use in a tie game situation. Edwin Diaz is the type of closer you you want to shut the door in the in the top of the ninth if you're home and the bottom of the ninth if you're away. Uh, historically, Diaz performs much better and with more confidence when he comes into the game with a lead as opposed to a tie game situation. And that's what happened here. Uh, Edwin Diaz in, in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, Jan Gomes, he gave up a, a walk-off hit. There were runners on first and third, nobody out. And, and Jan Gomes saw his pitch. Um, he swung at the pitch and a walk-off single. But I'm not going to hammer Edwin Diaz here. Diaz only has one blown save all season. Uh, he's, his, his, the velocity is there. He's clocked in at over 100 miles per hour on that fastball several times throughout the season. His slider works uh, when when he's on his game, so I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna badger Edwin Diaz here. But between that Cubs game on Thursday uh, and the Washington game on Friday, the Mets only had four four hits in two games with no runs scored. That, that's, that's unacceptable. Uh, before we get to Saturday, though, a couple of transaction notes. Uh, to go over. So Albert Almora Jr. no longer on the injured list. Uh, he came off the injured list and was activated on Saturday. And with the return of Albert Almora Jr., and we talked about this here on the program, somebody had to go. Uh, again, and it's a good problem to have. I've said it before. However, with this Mets team, and I've said it before, the, the Brandon Drury's, the Mason Williams, the Billy McKinney's, um, the, the Jose Peraza's, uh, when one of these guys come back, uh, somebody's got to go. And uh, unfortunately, um, with Almora activated, 
Uh, Mason Williams was designated for assignment. Uh, Williams was one of those players that was brought in um, to help with, with all the injuries to help fill out the roster until these guys came back. And uh, Mason Williams played in 17 games this season. He had 33 at-bats. He had an average of 212, one home run, one RBI. Um, didn't really contribute much offensively. Was more of a defensive replacement late in games uh, that Luis Rojas uh, liked to, to go to. But uh, again, when uh, when Almora came back, somebody had to go. In other news, um, Jacob Barnes, who the last time we saw him, uh, he didn't have a great outing. There's some news around uh, Jacob Barnes here. Uh, exactly last Sunday was the last time we saw Jacob Barnes in a Met uniform. Uh, he, he gave up that grand slam to Fernando Tatis Jr. that broke the game open for San Diego. And then the very next batter was Manny Machado. And back-to-back -back home runs, one being the grand slam. Um, over the weekend, he was uh, designated for assignment. And he was traded to the Toronto Blue Jays. So Jacob Barnes, no longer in the New York Mets organization, uh, designated for assignment and traded to the Toronto Blue Jays for minor league right-hand reliever Troy Miller. So uh, the Blue Jays sending over Troy Miller in that deal. I always thought it was a mistake that uh, Sean Reed Foley uh, was sent back down to Syracuse after having a, a sub-2 ERA. He was right at 1.94 uh, when he got sent down. And they, they elected to keep Barnes over Reed Foley, which I feel was a mistake. Uh, but Barnes didn't really pitch well. Uh, as a New York Met this season, uh, Jacob Barnes's numbers, uh, he made 19 appearances, had a win-loss record of 1-1, one one, a 6.27 ERA, he pitched 18 and two-thirds innings, and uh, struck out 18 in those innings, but uh, the Mets, who have a, a top-five bullpen in, in, in the National League, uh, you, can't, you can't have a guy in your bullpen who, when needed to get one out to get out of an inning, can't get the out, and um, has an ERA north of six. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised uh, he didn't clear waivers and go right to free agency. I'm surprised somebody took a chance on him. But uh, kudos to the Toronto Blue Jays for taking him off our hands. And then that brings us to Saturdays, uh, where uh, the Mets played the Nationals in a doubleheader, and game one of the doubleheader, which was the Mets' lone win of the weekend. What a win it was. Uh, Francisco Lindor finally woke up. He went 3-for-4 in that game with two home runs and five RBIs. So a uh, phenomenal game by Lindor. Uh, the Mets were firing on all cylinders, of course, because it was a doubleheader. It was a seven-inning game. Uh, but Lindor responsible for all five of the Mets' runs that game. Uh, just a phenomenal uh, showcase for Lindor. Uh, the Mets won this one 5-1, to one, and I'm going to stop for a second, and I'm going to say again that I, uh, David Peterson, another another good start. Uh, he didn't pitch enough innings to get the decision in this contest, but I like what I saw out of Peterson for the second consecutive start. Uh, he got that win against the Cubs last week, and now he came into this first game of the doubleheader. Uh, he pitched four and two-thirds innings. Only allowed one run on two hits. He did walk three, but he struck out six. Um, so another decent start by David Peterson. Had he been able to make it out of the fifth inning, 
uh, he would have been eligible for the win. Instead, the win went to Aaron Loop, um, who pitched only a third of an inning, gave up a hit, walked one, but struck out one. Uh, but again, this Mets ball club, solid pitching in this game. Uh, Miguel Castro pitched two-thirds of an inning, walked two, struck out nobody, but didn't give up any runs. Seth Lugo, one-third of an inning, and then Trevor May finished it off. He gave up one hit. He walked one, struck out one, no runs. So uh, David Peterson allowed the only run of the game for the Nationals. And again, Peterson, uh, the they took him out because he, he, gave a, he gave up a double with two outs. I guess they feared he would have surrendered the lead. A uh, good preventative maintenance call by uh, Luis Rojas and pitching coach Jeremy Hefner. But again, Peterson, I, I liked what I saw out of Peterson. He didn't blow up. He didn't let the other team tee off on him. So Peterson, another solid outing. And uh, hopefully this is a trend in the right direction because uh, Carlos Carrasco slated to come back in July. So I guess now uh, Peterson is playing for his major league roster spot. Who knows? But the kid's woken up and two straight starts where um, he has impressed me. So let's see if he, he uh, keeps it up. Maybe he's uh, listened to the Metropolitan Report like Pete Alonso has and He's, uh, Peterson has heard my comments and decided to, uh, wake up. So, uh, all was not well all day Saturday because, um, a couple of hours after that first game ended, uh, the Mets, uh, played Washington again in game two of the doubleheader and they lose by a score of six to two. Uh, it was a bullpen game. Uh, of course, because uh, Jacob deGrom, with his injury status, and it, he was up in the air, uh, uh, the bullpen had to start this off. Robert Gesellman pitched the first two innings of the game. Uh, he gave up uh, one run on three hits. Uh, the one run he gave up was a home run, so not too bad. Uh, Sean Reed Foley, who has been a very reliable reliever for the Mets all year so far, had probably his worst outing of the season. He pitched one and two-thirds innings. He gave up five runs on five hits. Uh, he walked one, did strike out four, gave up two home runs in that span, and his ERA has ballooned to 4.67. Uh, Yency Diaz, who was uh, also called up from AAA Syracuse, uh, he was the only pitcher in this game that looked good. Two and one-thirds innings, he gave up two hits, no runs, no walks, and he struck out two. But uh, the Mets... Uh, they actually uh, had uh, they had eight hits in this game, but only could muster two runs as uh, Jose Peraza had a, ho a two-run homer that drove in both runs of the game for the Mets. Uh, they just got beat here, and the Mets looked like they didn't want it. Maybe the Mets are tired. Who knows? The schedule, and I, we've talked about that schedule. We will talk about that schedule, but maybe the schedule starting to affect them. Remember, the Mets have played uh, the least amount of baseball out of any team in the majors. Um, again, they started the season, uh, their, their opening series against the Nationals was postponed, uh, on opening day and opening weekend due to the Nationals coming down with, uh, a, a team COVID scare. Uh, they had several confirmed cases, so I shouldn't call it a scare, but, um, because of a COVID situation, uh, they were unable to play that first series. Uh, the Mets, <laughs> they've been, uh, cursed by the weather gods. Uh, multiple rainouts this year. They had one game in Colorado that was postponed via, uh, due to snow. So 
you know, a lot of a lot of postponements and, and rescheduled games, and maybe it's starting to catch up. And uh, then let's get to yesterday, because this was the head-scratcher. So Taiwan Walker uh, took the hill for the Mets. He had an uncharacteristically bad start. Uh, he pitched six and one-thirds innings. He gave up four runs on ten hits. Two of those hits were home runs. So, uh, the the Mets got a... Uh, they just didn't have it yesterday. Uh, Washington won the game 5-2. to two. They had five runs on 13 hits, and Kyle Schwarber had a game. Kyle Schwarber had a Hall of Fame game. Uh, Schwarber, 3-4. for four. All three hits are home runs. He had four RBIs, so that was his uh, breakout party there. Schwarber, who had been uh, not performing the expectations in Washington, teed off on the Mets. Uh, in an effort not to get moved to the deadline, probably. But, um, yeah, Taiwan Walker, uncharacteristically. Uh, and, and it's just a bad, and again, like I said, the Mets, like I just said, the Mets schedule, maybe it's now starting to catch up to them because now they have these marathon of games in a short amount of time. They just had a doubleheader this weekend. No off day. Uh, if, if I look at their schedule correctly, um, since June 11th, they haven't had an off day. The next off day is this Thursday, the 24th. And since June 11th, all the way up till now, they haven't had an off day. Um, They had a doubleheader Saturday. They're having a doubleheader today against Atlanta. Uh, the first game, first pitch starts at 5, 10 p.m. So this is, uh, this schedule is, is getting rough here. And uh, we'll get into we'll get into the 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 upcoming schedule uh, in just a bit. But you can't go to Washington and you can't play the t- the team that's tied for third in your division. And you being a first place team, the Mets, and they only take one of four, and they've only won one of their last five. Again, if the, if the division wasn't so poor and the division was actually competitive like the AL East or the AL Central or even the NL West. The Mets wouldn't be in first right now. But again, like I said earlier, I'd rather be four up in the standings than four down. So uh, that's that. Uh, We're going to take a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to look ahead to the Mets' upcoming schedule. We'll talk about uh, the series against Atlanta, including the doubleheader uh, later on today. You're listening to the Metropolitan Report. I'm Alfred Barsar Jr. What's up, y'all? This is Barry Grant Jr., host of the All Even Podcast. I'm tuning in with my man Alfred, host of the Metropolitan Report. That's the only place that I get my Mets news from. Tap in, because trust me, that's crazy. Do you have an event that needs a design? How about planning? You can take care of all your event needs with ARJ Signature Design, run by Alnisa Reed Jenkins, where you can get custom floral designs, event designs, set designs, as well as retail and commercial installs. You can get all that done by Alnisa Reed Jenkins of ARJ Signature Design with event planning and event designing, and is also a family-run business. Again, that's ARJ Signature Design, and you can go ahead and get your free consultation by contacting Miss Reed Jenkins 
at arjsignaturedesign.com. They do a great job. And again, if you need any event florals, custom floral designs, or set design, whether you're commercial, retail, or personal, ARJ Signature Design can get the job done for you. Again, that's arjsignaturedesign.com for your free consultation now. Hey, what's up, guys? Pete Alonzo here from the New York Mets, and uh, I'm here with Alfred, and I just want to say thank you so much to all you guys for listening to the Metropolitan Report. It's a really awesome show. You got some great insight on Mets baseball, and um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great place where Mets baseball is talked about, and we got a lot of really fun stuff coming up this year. It's just been absolutely tremendous. So thank everybody for listening to the Metropolitan Report, and uh, Alfred, keep doing your thing, and as always, LFGM. And we're back on the Metropolitan Report. I am Alfred Parsar Jr. And before the break, I did say we were going to get into the Mets' upcoming schedule, uh, the series against the Atlanta Braves that starts today with a doubleheader. However, before we get there, I just want to update everybody on a Mets minor league report from the farm system. So uh, somebody that I've been impressed with over these last couple of days uh, is from the Mets' high A affiliate, the Brooklyn Cyclones. Uh, somebody who we talked about uh, in spring training, if you guys recall, or you can go into past episodes and take a listen. But Ronnie Mauricio, the switch-hitting shortstop, uh, he's started to wake up, and he's playing really well down in Brooklyn. Uh, So far uh, in this minor league season, uh, he's played in 36 games. He's had 146 at-bats, and prior to last week, he was hitting in the low 200s. He's upped his batting average to 253 for the year. He has seven home runs, 25 RBI, and an OPS of 776. So, uh, Mauricio, of course, was touted to be the Mets' shortstop of the future. I mean, when they locked up Francisco Lindor <laughs> for for 10 more years past this year, I don't know how, how sure those, those words are anymore, but... I mean, Mauricio probably they'll teach him third third base maybe, but probably not because Brett Beatty is there. But they could teach him second base. Uh, they could teach him first. Who knows? Um, he and Lindor may may end up being the shortstop uh, second base uh, combination of the future. So again, Ronnie Mauricio looking real good uh, this year in spring training. Uh, he hit 455 in the spring before he was uh, reassigned to minor league camp. So. Uh, he's hitting 253 here, seven homers, 25 ribbies. Um, Mauricio looking real good uh, so far this minor league season uh, for the Brooklyn Cyclones. And then in Double A Binghamton for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, uh, we have Mark Vientos who is on the come up. He he started off this season slow, but uh, he he's turning it around. Uh, in 32 games, he has 122 at bats, a 238 average. Seven home runs, 22 RBIs, and an OPS of .772. So uh, the Mets have some uh, young prospects to look out for, especially in Double uh, A Binghamton and in High A Brooklyn. And now that brings us to uh, the Mets' upcoming schedule. Uh, we'll discuss this uh, four-game series against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the next edition of the Metropolitan Report will be on Thursday. Um, which happens to be a Mets off day. Uh, the Mets today, uh, they play the Atlanta Braves. Uh, game one is at 5.10 p.m. Uh, that pitching matchup 
We'll see a pitcher to be determined later uh, going up against Jacob DeGrom. Now, uh, I, I'm 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 gonna be very honest here. Um, this is a series the Mets need to win because it is a divisional opponent. Um, four games, uh, if you lose all four games or even three out of four, it could be catastrophic for the standings. So we hope it doesn't come to that. But I, I'm gonna be a little nervous here because Jacob DeGrom, uh, he's had issues with the lat. He's had issues uh, with the elbow. Uh, so he's had issues with the right side tightness. So this is this is something to 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 be cautionary about. I mean, he he threw that uh that bullpen session and 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 looked good, good enough that the Mets and a personal doctor cleared him. Uh, of course, two starts ago against San Diego, uh, he left uh, after six innings. Uh, he he was complaining of elbow discomfort. Uh, last week against the Cubs on Wednesday, uh, he leaves after three strong innings, three perfect innings. Uh, complaining of shoulder soreness so i mean I, i'm excited that degrom is is gonna pitch but i gotta be wary again because the body seems like it's falling apart and degrom's 32 years old we 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 may uh we may need him for more this season and past this season so i hope he'll be okay to go uh and then 30 minutes after uh, the first game ends, the second game will begin, no pitching matchup, uh, scheduled yet, um, tomorrow, uh, it's gonna be, uh, Charlie Morton, who's, uh, 6-3 with a 4.03 ERA, going up against Marcus Stroman, who the last time we saw, uh, Marcus, he, uh, gave up that, that Javi Baez home run, and, and that was the end of it. Otherwise, quality starts, so he'll look to bounce back. And then the finale on Wednesday is uh, Max Freed against uh, the newly reinvigorated David Peterson. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I think the Mets are going to split with the Braves. I think um, they'll split two and two. Uh, the Braves are kind of looking for revenge here because the last time they did play the Mets was at City Field on a Saturday in a game that they lost 13 to two. Um, and they're also looking to uh, get some momentum going uh, because the Braves, who on paper I personally had winning this division, uh, if you go back and listen to our season preview episode, but the Braves right now, they're three games under 500. They have not been any games over 500 all year. The best they could do was 500. Um, they're five games back, so they're looking to uh, jump Philly and um, do some damage here. If they can somehow uh, sweep the Mets, which I think is unlikely, they'll they'll end up uh, one game under. Could possibly be first place, depending on how the Phillies play. Uh, but the Mets need to at least, minimum, my prediction is win two games. Uh, do I think they sweep? No. But And then depending on what the lineup is, um, Jeff McNeil and Michael Conforto slated to come back real soon uh, possibly by this weekend. So, um, more of the, of the big pieces of the offense coming back. So, uh, that'll, that'll add to fire power in the lineup. And again, um, the Mets, they can't afford to lose this series. Um, they should have never lost the Washington series, but it's happened already. Can't cry over spilled milk, but out of these four games, uh, they need at least two wins. And I understand they haven't had an off day since the 11th. They had a doubleheader Saturday. They have a doubleheader today. But 
they, they it's an absolute must to at least take two. If they can even sweep the doubleheader today, that would be great. But um, past this uh, series against Atlanta, and I know uh, we'll talk about it more in depth on Thursday, but another doubleheader comes the Mets' way on Friday. Um, they play the Phillies. So look at this doubleheader this past Saturday, doubleheader today, and a doubleheader on Friday. That's three doubleheaders within a week. That's t That's tough. So the doubleheader Friday against the Phillies. They play the Phillies again Saturday and Sunday. They go to Washington on Monday for just one game before they open a three-game series against Atlanta. Then uh, they, they come back to New York, but they go to the Bronx to play the Yankees before coming back home uh, July 5th to start a series with the Brewers. So, um, critical baseball here. The All-Star game is three weeks from tomorrow exactly three weeks from tomorrow so uh some critical baseball here being played and the mets got to take advantage of, of the schedule before the all-star break uh they play uh the pittsburgh pirates four game series um before the all-star break and then they play pittsburgh um right after the all-star break so but even before we look ahead that far, they got to take care of Atlanta this week and, and the Phillies. So with that being said, I've said all that there is to say. And the only thing left to say is, let's go Mets!